theyeshiva.net. We see it's Zion Amad Aleph, the second to the last line. So the Gemara brought at the end of Dafid Zayin and Aleph what Rava taught. Rava taught a Gavaldic lesson that when the Pasik says, Noise Avoin al Pesha, we learn it to Pasik and Micha, Mikel Kamoicha, Noise Avoin al Pesha. So Rava said that from here you see. That somebody who forgoes midas hadin, in other words, as Rashi says, he's not medactic. Somebody said something to him or did something to him, and he doesn't go and pay the person back. He's not medactic. He lets things go. He's maivid al midosav. So from heaven, Hashem removes all of his sins. Just like he's not medactic, they're not medactic with him. Rashi says, Midas Adin is not medactic with him. That's harder than Yom Kippur for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. To let go. Not to be Maivir al To be Maivir al That's what Rav has said. And he said, you learn it from the words, Noisei Avon, for Oivir al Pesha. Who is Hashem? Noisei Avon. He carries, he lifts up all of his sins. As the Gemara said before, and he lifts up all of his sins. It's Oivir al-Pasha. Somebody who in his own life, you know, al-Pasha doesn't refer to the Rebbein Shalom, he refers to the person. To the person who's Oivir al-Pasha. He himself, he forgoes the Pshayim, the sins that were done against him. Yeah. Same thing. He's judges. The way he deals with other people, he's dealt with. The way he's dealt with. Huh? When you have the vav, when you have the vav, it means that it's, it's like a camera. What does it mean practically? Somebody does something really wrong to another person. Yeah. So he's not angry at him, and he he doesn't want to take revenge or anything. But the natural thing would be to try to avoid that person. In this equation here, does it mean that he will treat him like nothing ever happened? Or does it mean he, he's not, doesn't have any grudge against him? But I always wondered, you know, it's just two people, you just don't want to go near them after whatever they did. Are you supposed to uh, <laughs> befriend them? Right. I guess there's different levels of Marvin al you know? I guess there's different levels of Marvin al of people who let go. There's a mice about the Levitzik of Badichev. It's a mice about the Krushas Levi. You know, he had a lot of redifas. They persecuted him terribly. He was thrown out of a few cities, because then was the big machlaikas against the chassidim. He suffered a tremendous amount. And he was a big gun. He was the Rav of Bardichev. He was a big, big kahil in Ukraine. But before he was in two other cities. 
He was thrown out. One in the middle of the night, his whole family was thrown out. In Bardichev, he had a Jew who was one of the Russia HaKal, the heads of the communities, but had a real disliking to him. I guess ideologically, and he used to persecute him. Always tried to prove that he's unworthy of the position. But it was never successful. Bardichev was in love with uh, Levitsa. Till today they call him Bardichev. Like, Bardichev is him, he's Bardichev. He became very close to the city. Mm-hmm. So he was never successful. So once he plotted a scheme, Edivim Kippur, he went into him. And he said, Rebbe, this is a time for forgiveness. Edivim Kippur, Mechila. I want to ask you, Mechila, let's start a new beginning. He says, Of course, what's the Shaila? Gives him a kiss, a hug. He says, Listen, for an enemy like me to become friends with you, it deserves a Lechayim, doesn't it? And he says, Yeah. So he poured him a cup of Zexanainzikr. You know what Zexanainzikr is? 96% alcohol. And a big cup. He made believe as though he's drinking. And he gave it to the Levitsu to drink. And he said, He drank Lechayim. He said, Once, for this, such an occasion, Nafman Tzveimal. Twice. So this is the second time. Vaita, he poured out his and he drank. And then he did, we need a psachazok a third time. So he had him drink a third time. He was certain with this amount of alcohol, this type of alcohol, he'll immediately fall asleep. And Kol Nidre, they'll go look where the Rav is and they'll see that he's drunk. And this will accomplish his mission. This was his cheshman, how people think. Okay. How startled he was, Yom Kippur. This was a short time by, by the Sudam of Sekas before Yom Kippur. There's no way you could uh, sober up from this fast. He comes to Kol Nidre, he's all excited. And he sees the Baditshevish statement in Talas with the Kittel is ready for Kol Nidre. Everything is fine. Okay, Nishgalungan. After the might of Yom Kippur, there's a minig and many kahillas that they say the whole tilim. It's a certain kahillas. Other yom, a lot of kahillas they say the whole the whole tilim after after Maidav. So uh, the Baditshiva had that minig, and he used to be the chazan for the tilim. He used to be the chazan. So he was saying tilim loud, word for word, pasuk by pasuk. And he came to capital. What is it? Capital Mamalov, I think. Capital Mamalov of tilim. There's a pasuk. Bezois. The end of Kapitel Mamalov, Posikit Base. Bezois Yodati ki chafatz to be, ki loyoria oivi aloy. How do I know that you like me? Bezois, with this I know, ki chafatz that you like me, you desire me. Ki loyoria oivi aloy. Hashem won't allow my enemy to triumph over me. Yoria, from the word. Trump, victorious, truer. He's not going to be able to celebrate victory over me. That's how I know Hashem likes me, doesn't let my enemy destroy me. The Badichim has said the Pasek three times. And then he started to touch it in Yiddish by the Shtender. He was standing by the Shtender and he started to touch the Pasek in Yiddish. And he said, How do I know Hashem that you love me? You're not going to hurt somebody who wants to destroy me because you want to protect me. If you really like me, I don't want that another person should suffer 
because of me, because he's trying to destroy me. That's how I know you really love me. He said this three times, this passage, until he touched it. Hashem, please don't hurt another person on my judgment. So this yid, at this he melted. He came over right there in Shul, and uh, he asked a genuine, genuine forgiveness. He was crying and weeping. He said, I didn't realize who you are. And uh, he became a big uh, Talmud of his. Huh? the stick didn't work. Okay. For this, you have to be a Rebitzik Batichave, yeah? Not everyone is going to say this Pasuk. So there's different levels of Marvin al I think the first level of Marvin al is to be able to let things go. Does it mean the guy is going to be my best friend in the world forever? I don't know. But, you know, you forgive, you let go. Not letting go, you're just not a doctor. Not a doctor, yeah. No, no, there's two things. There's letting go is for you. It's. You're saying this is for him. This is for him. For you. What? In other words, I don't know you have a mid, you have a mid, you want to do something back to him, you're able to control yourself not to do something back. The Russian was a vatsum, but the Cheta Ego, since he was Michael, he takes every, every, every door, every time he takes through the idiots because of the Michael. It's not Michael, it's being a vatsum. Look the other way doesn't mean that everything is, is Gavalvik. doesn't necessarily mean that. But that's what it meant. But it doesn't mean being naive. It's not about naivete. It's a midah, it's, it's a strength, it's not a weakness. It doesn't mean I'm naive. If somebody has certain uh, certain things that they do, it doesn't mean you have to be naive. It's a certain kayach of a person. <coughs> okay, so that's what Ravid taught. There's little things that normally bother you, shouldn't bother you. Little things. I had an uncle, he once said that uh, he likes the Baltfilah of Shachris, Shoshanim Kippur, why? Because he has a Lev Nishba, it says in Shachanar, a Lev Nishba, a humble heart, why does he have a Lev Nishba? Because he thinks to himself, I should have got Musaf. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ebbers of Earth. it, used to say. He has a Lev Nishba. Okay, so the Gemara says Reb Huna lived this way, and he lived this way to the point that even though he was supposed to die, and it looked like he's going to die, he was already near death, and there was already a, he was supposed to have missa. Reb Huna told Reb Papa, "Don't be embarrassed because since I lived this way, I was myvir al midaysov. So, so to speak, when I came to heaven, Hashem said, let it go, let him go back.' So now the Gemara continues." The Pasa concludes as Mikael Kamoicha. Noise oven va over al Pesha, Lishairis Nachalosa. What does it mean Lishairis Nachalosa? Literally it means to the remainder of his Nachala. That which is left over, Sha'iris of his Nachala, of his inheritance. <coughs> so the Gemara Taichas Amadabachanin uh Alyuva Kitspa. This Pasik is like an Alya. What do they taich Alya? Tail a fat tail. It's a fat tail, which means it's delicious. But the kaitzba, there's a thorn in it. 
Rashi says, what's Peshat? Aliyah, the last Rashi, Yudzayin Aleph. Shmeina Yeshka. This is an Aliyah Shmeina. An Aliyah represents the, the, the fat tail of the sheep. Uh, yeah, yeah, so Aliyah. So Aliyah Shmeina Yeshka. In other words, there's something very nice, fatty. But the Kaitzba, there's a thorn. Kaloimar, what's Peshat? It's an expression. Dover Tanchumin Yeshka. This pasuk is full of comfort. But there's a qualification that's difficult. He says, There's a condition. It's not always shava, uniform. It's not shava, it's not in the same way for everybody. Why? doesn't say to the remainder of his nachala. Who's called the remainder? Everyone is a remainder. So he says, means those of his nachala that are she'eris. In other words, they see themselves as she'eris. A person places himself, he sees himself as shirayim. Shirayim means that which is left over. In other words, the prerequisite for Mikel Kamoicha is humility. Somebody who is not pompous, who is not arrogance. He could be like this shirayim. He doesn't have to be in the center of everybody's attention. There's a, there's a pirush of the Rif and the Ein Yaakov, so he says that Rabbi Achim is really continuing the previous Gemara, the same Mahalach. He's just explaining what it means. And he says something very interesting. He says there are two types of people who hamaver al medoisav. There are two types of people who know how not to hold on to, uh, to grudges and pursue full, full justice because the person was wrong, even if the person was wrong. The Chiddush is not if the person wasn't wrong. If the person was wrong, I have to be Ma'avid al-Midaisim. The Midas Adin says, no, don't, uh, don't overlook anything. So he says there's two types of people. One, he says, comes out of arrogance, and one comes out of humility. One comes out of arrogance, you say, he can't touch me, he can't affect me, he's a nobody. He's a nothing. So the reason I'm Ma'avid al-Midaisim is because... How can this person affect me when he's a nobody and I'm everything? That's a different type of Mabel Amidoisev. He says, Mesim Atzmikashiraya means that no, I was hurt. You know, that your emotions did affect me. In a way, when I say to somebody, I forgive you, because what you said didn't mean anything, yeah? He says, that's a different experience. That, what that means is, you're so meaningless and you're so worthless. What you said and you do doesn't mean anything. It's like garnished, fine. Uh, a mosquito comes and no, gives a bite. And he has to be Marvel Amidoisev. Huh? No, yeah. A mosquito comes and gives you a bite, so you think, for 20 years you're going to have grudges against the mosquito? I mean, maybe. Yeah, people do, I guess. They don't like mosquitoes. But well, yeah, mosquito, fine. You, 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 you're giving me a headache. So that's what he says. Lamisha Mesim That's a different type of Marvel Amidoisev. That's the whole person is not Teufus Mokamachal. I don't see him as significant. Sometimes that's a misplaced, uh, a misplaced arrogance, yeah. A wife tells a husband, a husband tells a wife, what you say doesn't matter, Bechlal. Doesn't matter. What you do doesn't matter. It's nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm immune to you. In a way, that's a, just a complete detachment. There's no emotional connection. Here, the person felt something. The person felt your, your, what you said is, does have value. There's a humility. It's not coming out of an arrogance. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? It could either be that the Mavayish also is. Or the Mavayish feels that he's nothing. So right. It also reduces the. Right, right. 
Humility means you understand there's a bigger perspective. You understand that people have weaknesses. You understand that you yourself have weaknesses. You understand that people have different forces in their life. You know, it doesn't come from arrogance. It comes from a humility. That's what Rabbi Achaba is qualifying this din. That's what the Rif says in Ein Yaakov. Okay. Reb Rami. Dr. Michelle here a while ago told a story about a, a, a machutin of his. You remember? Yes. With the Holocaust? Yes. So, Pella de Gemaisa. A yid, he knows. He knows him. He's a Holocaust yeah. survivor and he went to visit his granddaughter in camp, one of the camps in the Catskills. And he was walking with his son, you know, in the, in the camp area. His, his wife and, 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 and her daughter and the mother of the girl were in the bunk, you know, doing what mothers do in the bunks. And they were just walking around campground. An older man walked by them. And this old man nodded. He nodded. They nodded to each other and he moved on. So his son says, Who is this Yid? He says, Let it go. He says, I never know. You know him? He says, Yeah, I know him from before the war. He says, So why were you uh, called to him? Why didn't uh, He says, In fact, he was my Chavrusa. We were best friends. He says, You were best friends? So why didn't you, why didn't you give him a kiss, a hug? He says, trust me, let's leave it alone. He says, what's Pshat? So he nudged him and nudged him. So the father told him he was his best friend. They lived in Hungary. And uh, I think in Budapest. And, uh, you know, some people heard what's happening. Hungarian Jewry was the last uh, community to be decimated between Pesach and Shavuos. Between, in 1944, at the end of the war, almost a million Hungarian Jews were sent to the Gareth Chambers in Auschwitz. And... Uh, I'm sorry, he was in Romania. In Romania. In Romania, there was a part that the Germans captured and the part that they didn't. So before they captured the other part, they were preparing. So he once asked his friend, this guy, this friend who we met, asked this Jew, what are you doing? So he said, I managed, unbelievably, I managed to get passports, I managed to get visas for me, for my wife, and for my, child. my child, and my in-laws my wife's parents, my in-laws. And they were best, best friends. And I hid it in a place where nobody will be able to find it. He told them where he hid it, somewhere in his house. Shut That night, the next morning, he goes to check. Over the edge, he used to check every day, and it's gone. All the documents are gone. He run, Nobody knows about it. One person knows about it. So he runs to his friend's house. He's not there. He left. He left. The Germans came in. He was sent to Auschwitz. His whole family was killed. He survived himself. Everyone was killed. His wife, his child, his in-laws in Auschwitz. He came to America and he remarried. This was his new family. He said, and that was him. That was that, was that friend, he says. He also survived. He heard that he came to America with his whole family. So he said... So you go like this? You should have punched him in the face. I should have punched him in the face. I mean, your wife died, your kid died, your in-laws died, all because of him. So he said, listen, listen. It was a time of war. Everybody lost control. People were not human anymore. People were desperately trying to hold on to life. It was horrible, horrible what he did. He was trying to survive like I was trying to survive. And what's going to be the use if I just hold on to this hate, hate, hate that I have to him. Is he going to be my best friend? No. 
but I let it go. I want to create a new life for my future. I want to create a future. So that's what I focused on. That was it. That's what he told his son. Now, I don't know that uh, this is a regular, uh, this is uh, something you can ask of somebody, but uh, it was incredible. Incredible person. So he heard from the man himself. Say his uncle or something is Machutan, no? Machutan's uncle, no? somewhere cut off. This is the Fikimir. Yeah, this is not somebody, uh, I don't care what you did. <laughs> this is, uh, you know, it's just. I don't even have what to say, and I mean, who, you know, we live here in America, it's very even hard to, uh, to even appreciate the significance of what that means. You know, we get upset, a guy this, a guy that, you know, he didn't invite you to the Shalom Zacher. It's like... Rami, <laughs> Rebuna asked a question. It says, Ksiv, David says in Tehillim, the end of Tehillim, we say it in Ashrei, Kufmem, hey, Tzadik, Hashem, Bechol, Rochov, Uksiv, Echosot, Bechol, Masov, First, Hashem is a tzaddik. Rashi says, tzaddik b'mishpat emes. He follows the justice of truth. Tzaddik from the word tzedek, justice. In other words, he follows truth. Then you say, chasid b'chal masav. What's chasid? Zak Rashi, nichnas lefnimin ashurna. Definition of a chasid is somebody who goes beyond the letter of the law. It's not according to what mishpat says, what emes says. In other words, alpi mishpat, alpi emes, this is what you deserve. The chasid from the word chesed goes beyond the letter of the law. He overlooks what pure justice says, what the right thing is. In other words, the love is more powerful than what the right thing is. It's so what you deserve. So what is he? Is he a tzaddik? Or is he a chassid? Which one? In Ashra, in the same post, you have a contradiction? It's not the same thing? This was Reb Huna's question. What's his answer? Betchila tzaddik. chassid. In the beginning, you try to go with justice, with Midas Emes. At the end, actually says, You see, the world can't exist through stern, harsh judgment, where everything is according to Midas Hadin, based on the system. Just like there are physical systems, if a person goes outside when it's cold, they're going to get a cold. If a person puts his finger on a hot stove, he's going to get burnt. It's not even called an oinish. It's, it's, it's basically a consequence. The Shalah brings a shitta that's schar and oinish. There's two shittas in Rishonim. How do I understand schar and oinish? One is bederich zgula, and one is bederich teva. Meaning, one is, um, certain mitzvahs have certain schar, avedis have a certain oinish. The Shalah says that really the pshat of schar and oinish is, there are physical laws in the world, and there are spiritual laws in the world. If I put my finger on the stove, if I jump off a building from, from five floors, yeah, I'll probably hurt my feet, no? It's a punishment. It's not called a punishment. It's a consequence. There's physical laws of nature. I can't escape those laws. There are spiritual laws also. If I, if I lie, I'm going to hurt myself. I'm not going to hurt myself. Is it a punishment? The Oynish is the Ra. It's not something else. The Ra itself, it creates consequences. It creates consequences. So Bemela, that's like Midas Hadin. That's, it's, it's, it's justice. And then there's an Akhudah of Chesed. Lebesoy of Chesed. Rebelezer, Rami, similarly, Rebelezer asked another question. Ksiv, it says in Tehillim, one Pasuk, Ulecha Hashem Chesed, Uksiv, Ki Ata Teshalom Lishke Maaseyu. Again, in the same Pasuk. Chesed belongs to you, Hashem. Because you pay up each person according to his mice. No. If it's the Atat Shalom Lishkema, say you, it's not Chesed. 
It's every person gets what he deserves. First you say lechar sham chesed, then you say katet tishal lishkum and for Tebeleza, the same word, Bitchila, in the beginning, Kiyata Tashalam Kamaseyu. You want to pay him according to his Maisa. Whatever the Maisa is, it warrants certain results. Whatever the results are, positive or not. Ola Besaif, at the end, Ola Chashem Chesed. You go to Chesed. Ilfe, the Amri, Ilfa. This is either Ilfe, one Chachem, or some say it was Ilfa. Rami, he asked a question. Ksiv, it says in Parshas Kisisa, actually in the 13 attributes of Rachem, it says, Virav Chesed, Uksiv Ve'emes. We say, Hashem Hashem Kerachem V'chan Erech HaPayim, Virav Chesed. He's full of excessive kindness. The next one is Ve'emes. He's truth. Which one is it? In other words, the idea of Chesed is not so much the idea of Emes, as Rashi says it. It doesn't mean that chesed is a sheker, chas v'shalom. It just means, emes means this is, this is hadin. this is justice, you know, quid per quo. This is what happened, this is what we made up, so you write a contract, yeah? You don't show up, these are the consequences. You do this, this is what happens. Virav chesed means, there's just so much affection, there's so much love. So which one is it, virav chesed or emes? So he says, ilfi or ilfa said, vaite betchila v'emes. Olo besoy virav chesed. First, he starts with Ve'emes. And at the end, you got to go over to Ve'rav Chesed, tremendous Chesed. First means with every person begins this way, or beginning of the whole world. Okay, every person first starts. I think it's true both. The Gemara says, B'tchila, Barah, Kodesh, Jotza, Kodesh, Baruch, Olivir, Elam, Amidus, Hadin. Right? B'reish, Barah, Lekim. Rosh, Ein, Elam, Eskayim, which Rashi brings here. That's when the beginning of creation it says Elikim. And at the end it says Right? There's a Svasemus I once saw, he says, What's Pshat? And then he saw It sounds like, you know, you start your business, you think you're going to do it this way, then you realize it's not happening, so you change plans. That works with a person who knows, who doesn't know what's going to happen, so he changes plans. L'chayr Hashem l'chadchila understood what the world is going to look like with Midas Hadin. So what's Pshat? Rosh, Einolim, Eskayim. He says, oops, sorry, made a mistake, let's recalculate. It's not working. What do you think initially? I mean, after all, you're God. And then he says, why did it say, Beresh is He created, it sounds like he created with Elikim. So he teaches that that itself is the Derech Habri. It's not that it was a mistake. That itself was the Kavana. The Kavana was, he's supposed to create the world with Medesadin. Like the Gemara says, the right thing is Emes. And then, that itself, it's supposed to be that way. That's all these members. Huh? Uh, what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the Rosh, Eino Elam Eskam, Shetiva Medesarachim. And he said, the same is true in a person's life. He says, when you want to do something, you want to do it perfectly. Everything a person plans to do, you want it to be perfect. You want a perfect school, you want a perfect organization, you want a perfect business, you want a perfect family, you want a perfect marriage. You want everything perfect. He says, At some point you see if your demand is going to be for perfection, nothing is going to exist. Nothing, uh, what do they say, the perfection is the enemy of progress. You're going to be anxious. You want a, everything people want perfect. You want a perfect chasana, a perfect bar mitzvah, a perfect event. There's not, no such a thing as perfection. Everything in the world has chasranas. Nothing is ever perfect. <laughs> The world can't exist that way. We have to be able to be tolerant. 
You have to be able to have, appreciate imperfection. You have to be able to have empathy. You have to be able to have compassion. But initially, you want, you want the best. You want it to be the MS. Some students have that built in <coughs> when they're writing something. They use the eraser part more than the pencil part. It has to be perfect. Yeah. And, and they can't progress. Yeah. They can't progress. Yeah. Yeah. If you need something to be perfect, nothing will ever happen. Nothing will ever happen. There's no thing in the world that doesn't have chesernas. Elama, you learn and you fix. You learn and you fix. That's the concept of Rachman. To be able to tolerate, have empathy for yourself and for others. This part over here, where a little bit backward, you said that um, first there's justice and then there's then there's kindness. So with this person in, in Romania, he had years of of working through this. This story is fifty years later, 40, 50 years later. So. By the time he gave the nod, he was at the magnanimous part of it already. He, he, I'm sure, for, I would imagine, for years... I, I don't know. It seemed like that he said that this was his decision after the war, that he's just not right. going to hold yeah, on. But, but during that time, when he was in Auschwitz, oh, all yeah. the steps there, he was... Yeah, oh, 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 in Auschwitz. Like, he was my best friend. He was my Harusa. He had, I would imagine, gone through years yeah. of... Now, he didn't justify what he did. He wasn't a... I didn't say it's okay. Right? He didn't justify. He just... He looked at it, I guess, from his perspective. He said, you know, I wanted to live, and he wanted to live, and he stole. <laughs> he came before me, you know. doesn't justify it, it's just like... It's not MS. Huh? No, that was that MS. Uh, I once saw a word, it's a Gishmaka word. It says in Medrash, Vayara l'kimmas kalashinosav hinei toiv ma'oid. So the Medrash says, toiv zamalachayim. Ma'oid's a malach amavas. Yeah? Toiv is the malach of life. Toiv ma'oid's a malach amavas, the angel of death. Really? Well, that's very good. He's trying to understand. So I want to say, I guess that's adrush. People who want things to be good, toiv, that's malachayim. That's going to give life. He says, people who need something to be toiv ma'oid, it should be perfect. It should be. Impeccable, it should be flawless. That's a death sentence on any project. If it has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfection? People can't get perfection. Right. As long as you measurement. It's going to kill you. First, what's going to kill you, you'll always be miserable, and it's going to kill every project because you can't do anything. Back to these psukim and parashat says, By the way, why did it say Rav Chesed before Emes? If he starts off with Emes, L'chayda, he should start Emes and then Rav Chesed. Yeah. Yeah, so the Mepharshim say here, because this is talking about after the Chet Eagle. <laughs> after the Chet Eagle, so it's already L'Besoyf. It's already L'Besoyf. So here it's, the Rav Chesed here was L'Besoyf, so that's where Rav Chesed came first, because it's already after the Chet Eagle, where Midas Hadin said, oh, look what they did. Midas HaChesed said, no, they're still my people. Moshe Rabbeinu brought out that Midah, you know, like he said before, he raised me from all the Svarim. It says that Hashem passed through his face and he called out. He declared, Hashem, Hashem, If not for the Pasuk saying this, it would be impossible to say. Say what? Melamed, this Pasuk teaches us, the word Vayaver, 
Hashem, so to speak, wrapped himself up in a talus like a shliach tzibur, like a chazan who goes to the Amit. And what did he do? And he shows to Moshe the order of davening of the 13 midos, the 13 attributes of compassion you'd give him. And he told Moshe, as long as Jewish people make mistakes and they transgress, they should perform before me this order of the Yud Gimel Midas and I will forgive them. This is what the Bechner said, He passed over whose face? So he says, We have an expression in Chazal, He passes before the Teva, before the Oren, where he davens. So he says, Hashem, wrapped himself up like a shliach tzibur, he was over ala teva, and he taught Moshe this seder at fill, and he said, no matter the situation, any time the Jews make mistakes or sin, their chayta, they should do this seder, and the forgiveness will be, will be, will be forthcoming. Vani this is what the Yochanan taught Vayavad It starts off with Hashem Hashem. Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Why does he say, They're going to do, it's not doing. It's verbal, it's dibur. It's not maisa. That's what you're asking, right? So the Ramak, the Reishas Chachma, and the Alshech all say, Yasulafanai means, I have to become the Yud Gimel Midas HaRachim. Termit of the Ramak. To emulate the Yud Gimel Midas That all the Midas, the Gemara says, a person should reflect the divine ways as much as possible. So, Yasulafana means I don't just say the Yidgimam with the Sarachim. I live the Yidgimam with the Sarachim. I apply the attributes of Rachim, Vichanun, Erechapayim, Rav Chesed, Vemis, those attributes to my life. That's why Rabbi Moshe Kordavar wrote a Sefer Toymet Vaida, where he goes through the Yidgimam Midas, how they apply. To a person's uh, to a person's life, and you have it in many other svarim also, different explanations. But the, the, that's what they explain. That's why it says Yasulafon. I can say the Rasa. There's a word from the Noyim Alimelech. It says Rabbi Shmuel Oimer b'shloish esrei midas hatoyre nidreshes behem. So it says in Zohar that the Yud Gimel Midos of Rabbi Shmuel, the thirteen methods with which we darshan Torah, with which we explain Torah, parallel the Yud Gimel Midas That's why. Uh, when Moshe was asking for Miriam that she should recover, he said a very short filler, Kale, no refon no la. Kale, according to many, is the first one of the Yomidus Harachim, which applies to Kalvachimer. Kale is Kalvachimer. So the Rebbeinu Shalolam has a Kalvachimer over there. He says, Halayorik, if, 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 if somebody would be denigrated, if somebody would be uh, outcast by a father, Halayorik, call him Shivas Yomim. So Kalvachimer. Lishchina for sure seven days, but not more than seven days. Yeah, what's the midas kalvachaimer? That was the midah of kale, to, because it's connected midas arachemim. Kale is rachemim. So, uh, so yud gimel midas are connected to yud gimel midas arachemim. So the noyem elimel says that's chapter bishmal oimer b'shloishes they midas hatoyin edrashas. The only one who can darshan toyra is somebody who lives by the thirty midas. If you have the shloishes they midas hatoyin edrashas by this person. He can darshan Torah. He can deduce the depth of Torah if he lives by the Shlosh Hashem. So that's Yasul Lefana. 
the Gemara. That's the That's it. Nothing else left. Yeah. 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 The first two names in the Yidgim of the Serachim, Ayavar Hashem, upon of Ayikra, it says Hashem, Hashem. What's Pshat Hashem, Hashem? Hashem is Midas Harachamim. Yudke Vavke represents compassion. Aniyu Koydum Shriyachto Adam, Vaniyu Laachar Shriyachto Adam Yasser Tshuva. I am here, I am God before sin, and I am here after he sins and he does Tshuva. So that's Hashem, Hashem. Why the redundancy? Hashem. The pshat is, there's two kevayachol, there's Hashem before Yechta, there's Hashem after Yechta. He says it's the same Hashem. Don't think that once he's, after he sins, it's already the relationship is damaged. No, 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 it's not damaged. After he sins, he does tshuva, it's a pure clean slate. The same thing just like before. Hashem, Hashem, kaidim sheyechta, acha sheyechta. What's the right one? Oh, Rashi says, Hashem, Hashem, midas rachemim, ani merachem kaidim sheyechta, Ah, what's you need before? You didn't sin. Once you sin, I understand. Forgiveness. Once you start taking a person, you sinned against me, we have to work it out. But before the no Rachimim, what's Pshat? So the Rosh says over here in the Gemara, Rabbeinu Asher says, that since Hashem knows a person is going to sin, <laughs> so even Kaidim Sheyechte needs Rachimim. I did see from the Zidichaiver, Reb Herschel Zidichaiver, he was one of the great Hasidic masters, brought by his nephew, the Kamarner. That's no capital on Friday and Sunday, right? <laughs> That's Rabbi uh, Rabbi Rattenberg Zayda. That's what I'm saying. The Atedes Tzvi, the Tzvi of Zidichaiv. He was... Huh? We don't say Tachem in the whole month. Oh, listen, listen, the Kol Alma, the Kol Alma. I say that I say I don't know, but I never saw it. Could be it's a binig in the mishpach. I don't know. It's extended. I see the whole Forshay area, the whole Forshay area. So he says, he says, sharp of heart. He says, people who don't sin often become very, very arrogant, holier than thou. So they need a special midas is the sin of being perfect. Somebody is perfect. I'm perfect. So sometimes it's worse than if you sin. If you sin, at least you have humility, you have vulnerability. A person who doesn't sin, sometimes he gets into this delusion of perfection. And you can't penetrate him. She says he needs a special bit of Yeah. It says here when uh, Hashem appeared to Moshe to teach him this, he was wrapped in a talus. Wrapped in a talus. You want to know what's Pshat? What do you learn from there? What's Pshat wrapped in a talus? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that the Kedusha Slavi in Parshish Kisisa, the Baditcha Verov, who we mentioned earlier, in Parshish Kisisa, he writes the Pshat in the words of Rabbi Yochan, and he says, very Gishmak. What does a talus represent? A talus represents a lavush, a garment. A garment blocks you. When you're dressed up in something, you don't see the person himself. You only see the garment, yeah? For example, a mushal is a lavush for a nimshal. If I want to say an idea, but the people can't understand the idea, a malbish, the idea in a lavush, in a mushal, I, I convey it through a garment, through a cloak, because the idea is too deep. 
right, let's say you're discussing an issue in, in a halacha or a sugya, and it's a very profound idea, so you give an illustration. What's the point of the illustration? The illustration is a lavush through which people can grasp the idea via the lavush, via the garment, which eclipses and covers up on the depth of the idea, and that's how you could be toifes the nimshal. It says in Zoyer, Lav mikol iu midas klal. The Rebbeinu Shlalem himself transcends any midas. Yud gimel midas harachamim is basically melamed misatef akadosh baruch hu kishlech tzibur. He put on a lavush, and he was mislabish, so to speak, and closed himself in these yud gimel midas in order that the Jewish people should be able to relate to it. In order to be able, the Jewish people should be able to glean from it. They should be able to emulate it. And he should be able to relate to them in these terms of Rachel, V'chan, and Erech HaPayim, V'rav Chesed V'emes. That's Prat Nisatav HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He says, V'yavr Hashem Al-Panov, where did Rabbi Yechonah learn it? So money Mepharshim say, because V'yavr is like over Lefnei HaTeve. He says it's even deeper than that. V'yavr Hashem Al-Panov means he passed over his own face. Panim from the word Pnimius. He transcended, he passed over his own panimius. In other words, if his own internal truth would emerge, it would be beyond any midas, it would be beyond any relatable emotions. Hashem wants we should be able to relate to him, to connect to him, to connect him through personality features that exist within us. So by Yavr Hashem, Hashem was over all panov, over his own panim, over his own panimius, nisatav kishliach tzibur. He, so to speak, enclosed himself in these garments and identified these qualities within him, in order that the Jewish people should be able to trigger these comp- emotions in him, especially when they live it in their own life. That's the Nesat of Gadish Baruch. So you have the first thing is Hashem, Hashem. After Hashem it says, And then you have all the 13 attributes, and at the end Hashem tells Moshe, I'm making a covenant with you. There's a covenant that has been established about the 13 attributes that they will never, ever return empty. They will always have an effect. Whenever you have a Christmas bris, a covenant, it represents eternity. A bris means this is forever. That's what you need a bris. What do you need a bris for? It says in, in Parashas Netzavim, Hashem so Rashi says that they used to take something, like a, a, a dead animal or something, and split it into two, and pass through it. That's, that's the Brisbane Absarim. Like the, the Brisbane Absarim. you pass through the piece. What's the point? The point is, it's one thing cut into two. It represents a covenant of oneness. Even if we're going to become separated, we're always going to remain one. If we don't become separated, we don't need a bris. Let's say David and Yoinesen made a bris. What do you need a bris for? If You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Because in a year, there may be something that will challenge the friendship. So rationally, we should split up. So now we're establishing that there's a certain oneness that we remain inseparable. So, whatever happens, the Yom Yom represents the essential, unconditional love and relationship that no sin in the world can completely destroy or damage. That's what the Yom Yom represents. That's why it never returns empty, and that's what happens after the Chet Egel. Till the Chet Egel, we're talking about justice. They, you marry Hashem at Har Sinai. Forty days later, middle of the honeymoon, you betray you betray your spouse. What type of hope do you have for such a marriage? He didn't even wait two months. Wait a couple of months. He didn't wait. In the middle of the honeymoon, a few days after the chuppah, boom, one of the parties ran away. 
Hashem says, Hanichali, leave me alone, so I could get angry, Vachalim. So Rashi says from Chazal that Moshe understood there was a hint here. If you leave me alone, Hanichali, then I'll be able to get angry. If you don't leave me alone, <laughs> I won't. So Moshe says, okay, got it, I know what to do. In other words, in the, in the, in the warning, Hashem already gave the remedy. Hanichali, you're going to have to leave me alone. If you don't leave me alone, if you stand here, Nothing is going to happen. But the emphasis is that the whole thing is Rafsalikra because the Rabbi said by the Akedah, he said by the first man of Sarm, by the Akedah, the Binish Bati, the Shaligram Shumchet, the Chazal Rabban, I think, means that. Yeah, yeah. Shaligram Achet, finish, I can do what I want. I'm home free. What is the cloud that he needed for? If, if the deal was by the Akedah that this is the way it's going to be, so look at the brothers from do. Yeah, that's the Russian. I, I, I got I heard, heard of it. I won't lose on this one, but the emphasis is that you look at the Chazal. So Ligamachet means Ligamachet. It doesn't identify certain Averis here, certain Averis not. Okay, now let's take a look in Toysfus. Yudzayinam at base. Toysfus here is a big question. How do we count the Yedgibu Medesarachimim? How do we count them? We say every day, by Tachnum, uh, <laughs> over here they say Tachnum every day. What is it? Over here they say Tachnum every day on Rachmanas. No, not today. No, no, I mean, usually. Except Hashem 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 Rachim How do you count the Yedgibu Medesarachimim? It's not so poshut. The Rishonim have a big argument about this. Of course. <laughs> we wouldn't expect otherwise. How do you count the Yom Yedus HaRachim? Toys brings himself a few shittas. There are also more shittas. So let's see. Okay, first Toys says, B'tchila Shalom. The problem is it says, L'cha Hashem Chesed, Kat Tashalom, Lishkim Here too, it starts off with Chesed. You're saying Chesed is at the end. So he says, V'hachi Kama Kra. You go with chesed when you see that if you're going to pay back each person, it's not going to work. So you have to like put that in, so to speak, insert that into the gap of the Pesach as though there was a gap. Rabbeinu Tam holds the Shnei Shemes HaRishonim and Shnei Midois. Starts off with Hashem, Hashem. Those are the first two. Kedamrin, what's his proof? Kedamrin and Hacha. We see here in the Gemara. Ani Hashem kaidim sheyechta lerachem alav, vani merachem laachem sheyechtem yashav. The Gemara says, I am Hashem before sin. I am Hashem after sin. <coughs> Even though he sinned and he did, shuv, but he does shuvah. There's all this forgiveness. So we see that these two names, Hashem, Hashem are the first two of the Yedgimum Adasarachimim. That is the Shita of Rabbeinu Tam. And he says, Hashem Midas Rachimim Hu, V'loi ke'alaykim shal Midas Hadin. Yudke Vavke is Midas Harachimim, it's not like Alaykim, which is Midas Hadin. So you have Hashem, Hashem, that's how you begin the Yedgimum Adasarachimim. Then you have Noise Ovoin, Vafesha, Vachatov, and Nake, Heim Nimnim, Bedalit. They're counted as four. 
Kedisa be Yuma the Pedic Shnei the Gemara says in Maseches Yuma that each one is a separate midah. The Gemara says Avoynus Elus Doynus. Avoynus is somebody who sins willingly. Pshayim Elu Hamiradim. Pshayim is not somebody who sins willingly. He sins actually just to rebel. That's he wants to be Moirit. Chatoyus Elu Hashgogas. Chatoyus are unwilling, shaygig mistakes. So you have Avoyn, Fesha, Chatoa, three different types of sins. So Mela Toisvis holds, Rabbi Natam holds, that that's the Cheshbin of Yud Gimel Midas Harachimim. You start off with Hashem, Hashem, and you continue, and Avoyn, Pesha, and Chatoa are separate Midas. What's the fourth one? Venake. Venake. And he cle- he he Venake he he cle- cleanses cleanses. Megillah started the Rabbeinu Nisim. One of the goyim was Rabbeinu Nisim goyim. Sefer Megillah Stodim, he argues and he says, Ein moine shem harishim. He does not count the first Hashem in the Yedgeomidus. Why? Sheyesh psik ben Hashemus. Between Hashem Hashem, there's a psik, there's a line. He says, What's the point of that? The point of that is that the Yedgeomidus have to start by the second one. Vayavid Hashem alpana vayikra Hashem. Hashem kel rachem. It starts with the second Hashem. Omishum, he holds the hachikamakra. This is how you have to read the Pasuk. Vayavir Hashem al Panov, Vayikra Hashem, meaning Hakadish Baruchu Shishmoy Hashem, Kara Hashem Rachav Vachana. That's how you have to read. Vayavir al Panov, Vayikra Hashem, Hashem, Hakadish Baruchu, who we call Hashem, Yudke Vavke, he is the one who called out the Yudgimel Midis. What are the Yudgimel Midis? Hashem, Kel, Rachav Vachana. The first Hashem is identifying the one who gave over these Yudgimel Midis. That's what he's saying. HaKadosh Baruch Hashem, Kara Hashem Racham Problem is, if you don't count the first Hashem, and you go through the Pasuk, you're missing a Midah. You're missing one of your Midas. So he says, V'noitzer chesed la'alafim mayna b'shtei Midas. Unlike Rebbe Nutam, noitzer chesed la'alafim. He guards kindness for 2,000 generations. That, for him, is two Midas. Noitzer chesed and la'alafim. Why? Noitzer chesed haynu Midahachas. One midah is Hashem is noitzer chesed. Meaning, he holds on to kindness. He watches kindness. La'alafim means something else. Zumidah acheres. What's the midah acheres? The midah acheres is shemidah toivim erubah chameh shmeis That the chesed goes la'alafim, meaning that positivity exceeds negativity five times, a ratio from one, a ratio from one to five hundred. What do you see? The hosim when it comes to negativity, he says, "Poiked avoin avois al ribeim v'hachiksiv laalof." Says Hashem remembers the sin of fathers al ribeim for four generations if they continue the sins. Ma'isavaseim biyadeim if they continue the sins. Minigavasayne biyadaini if they continue the sins, he remembers it for four generations. And what happens in the fifth one? They're still doing the sins. But he doesn't remember avoin avois. Doesn't go back. Here it says 2,000. Now what's the difference between 2,004? 500. So when it comes to goodness, I'll remember it for 2,000 generations. Negativity lasts for four generations. 
So meruba midat toiva, the positive is greater than the negative by 500 times. 500 times more. That's a special midah. That's the midah of la'alafim. That's the midah of la'alafim. So that's the machloikah between Rabbeinu Tam and Rabbeinu Nisim Gayet. According to Rabbeinu Tam, Noitzel Chesed la'alafim is one midah. And Hashem, Hashem are two midahs. And according to Rabbeinu Nisim, Hashem, Hashem is not two midahs. One Hashem belongs to the beginning of the Pasuk. The second Hashem belongs to the midahs. But Noitzel Chesed la'alafim gets split into... It gets split into two. So according to Rabbi Nutam, how would you go through all of them? You would go like this. Let's go through. According to Rabbi Nutam, you have Hashem. I'm doing it with my fingers. Hashem is one. Hashem is two. Kale is three. Rachum is four. V'chanon is five. Erech is six. We're soon going to see another shit about that. Rav Chesed is seven. As the Gemara said. Ms is eight. Noitzer Chesed La'alof from Rabbeinu Tam is 9. Noitzer Avoin is 10. Remember, we're splitting now up. Pesha is 11. Chata is 12. And Venake is 13. That's why we finish by Venake. So you learned something new today. How you have to count the Yom of the Sirach. Rabbeinu Nisim Goyen. Huh? I don't mean today, not today. Again, we're back. Uh, I know it's Nisim. Rabbeinu Nisim Goyen says no. We have to start from where? We have to start from the second Hashem. So we do Azai. Hashem is one, Kale is two, Rachim is three, Chanan is four, Erechapayim is five, Rav Chesed is six, Emes is seven, Noitzer Chesed is eight, Lalafim is nine, that's where the Cheshbon changes. And then you have Noitzer is ten, Vafesha is eleven, Chata is twelve, and Venaki is thirteen. Now in Tois, now there's a big haga, a footnote on Toysvis, where we're going to have a third shit in Yudin that will continue tomorrow. Okay, Yudzayin Amit Beis, we learned yesterday the Toysvis, Shloish Esrimidus, the second Toysvis on the page, and today we're going to learn the haga. If you see, it's not often that on Toysvis there's a footnote, a side note, the haga on the left side of Toysvis. Let's summarize. The question that Toysvus raises, raises here is, the Gemara speaks about the 13 Midas of Rachamim. The Gemara explains what Hashem Hashem means. I am Hashem before you sin, and I am Hashem after you sin and do tshuva. The Gemara then says, Kel Racham V'chanon, and Rabbi Yehuda said that there is a bris, a covenant for the Yedgimel Midas, that they will never return empty. They will always represent a relationship that is always intact. As Rashi says, that Einan Chayzeres Reikam, of the Jewish people mentioned them, Rashi says, B'tfilos Tanisam. The davening when they fast, which perhaps he means the tefillah, the davening, the slichas, but also the Kriyas HaTorah. On the days of fasting, we read the Torah, and we mention the Yedgim Olmed Asarachim, and part of the section of Parshas Kisisa, that's why Rashi says, B'tfilos Tanisam. The question is, what are the Shlashasrimidas? Pashat, what are they? So over here there's different shittas. Toysvis brought two views. One was the view of Rabbeinu Tam, and one was the view of Rabnisim Gon. The view of Rabbeinu Tam was that you begin with Hashem Hashem. Hashem Hashem are the first two. Hashem is one, Hashem is two, Kale is three, and so you go through the Gimbal Sarachim. 
Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu Nisim Goyen argued. He said, Hashem is one. The first Hashem is the introduction to the Yom HaZerachim. Vayavir alpana vayikra. Hashem, Hashem called out and he said the Yom HaZerachim. And it begins with Hashem. The first Hashem refers to the previous words. Hashem is calling out. That's the shit of Rabbeinu Nisim Goyen. According to this... You're missing one of you. So he splits up Neitzer Chesed and Lalafim. Neitzer Chesed is one. Lalafim is another one. Neitzer Chesed means God preserves kindness. Lalafim represents that Meruba Midatayva, that positivity is always far, far, far more potent and powerful than negativity. Yeah. I believe. Lalafim, where, where negativity is rebellion. Those are the two shittas that Toysvus brings. Comes the Haggah. Let's see the Haggah. What's the question of this What's the difference? The question of Toysvus, what are they doing with the Sarachim? What, what are they? First to know what they are. He starts off, Rabbi Natam says, the Shnei Shemus are Rishonim and Shnei Midas. The first two names are two Midas. Right? And then Tosis has to say, Oven, Pesha, Chata, three separate ones. So now we have the Agah of Tosis. You see on the left side, Yitzayin Amit Beis, the second Tosis on the top. The Agah is, of course, on the shit of Rebbe Natam. You see the star... Is the third line of Taisvis. Shnei Shemus or Shainim and Shnei Midas. Star. So now go to the left. Vahachi Issa. Everybody has it on the left, probably, right? Yeah, yeah, on the left. The small words, right? Vahachi Issa Mepsikta. This view of Rabbi Natam is also found in the Psikta. One of the Madrashim. On the Pasik, the Pasik says, Vatoimer Tsiyon. Azavani Hashem, Vashem Shacheni. The Navi says, it's one of the Shiva de Nechem to the Haftarites that we read after Tisha B'Av, Yishaya Navi. Tzion said, the Jewish people said, Azavani Hashem. Hashem abandoned me. Hashem shecheni and Hashem forgot me. Zog the Medrash and the Psikta, Oyesun shtei midois ozvuni. Why does it say Hashem twice? Vatoymer Tzion, Azavani Hashem, Ushchecheni, or Azavani Ushchecheni Hashem, or Hashem Shchechani Vazaveni. The reason it says twice is those two midois of the Yedgim of the Sarachim abandoned me. In other words, Hashem, Hashem, clearly, we see from the Psikta that Oysen Shtei Midis, what are Oysen Shtei Midis? Hashem and Hashem. It doesn't say here Kerachim Vechanan, it's Hashem and Hashem. When we call Mokim Kasha, says Taisus, but it's still difficult. Kivan Dishneim Shorachamim. He, since both of them represent Rachamim, as he says in Taisus himself, that Hashem is not like Elikim. Yudke Vavke is the attribute of compassion. Elikim is the attribute of judgment, of Midas Adin. But Elikavaya, Yudke Vavke is Rachamim. Ain't Kanshtei Midas. Ultimately, why do you have two Midas? Ultimately, it's one attribute, it's one characteristic, the characteristic of empathy of Rachamim. Lekachnira, therefore, the Haggah says that it seems that the truth is like the shit of Rabbeinu Nisim Goyen brought in the second half of Taisv. Is that what? Shein Mida, that really the two, the two Shemus of Hashem, we're dealing Shein Mida Achas. Hashem is one Mida. I, it says Hashem Hashem. Ba'achas men, Shema Toyer. 
One of them is a description. It's a name that describes it. Shekach maskirin oisoy. We mention him with this toyar al adnusay, representing his mastery. The fact that he's an adl. If he show adn al because he's a master and everything, kamay malach hashem al Just like he's a melech because of his malchus, his kingdom, so he's called melech. So here, and he's called Adoin, right? Ad, Aleph, Dalad, Nun, Yud, Adna, or Adoin. That's how you pronounce. We don't, we don't pronounce Yud, Kevavke, the way it's written. We pronounce it as Adna, Ad, Adoin. That's why it says, Al Shem Adnusoi. Of course, Yud, Kevavke is not the word Adin. It's not like Melech. But the way we pronounce it is, we don't say Yud, Kevavke. We say Aleph, Dalad, Nun, Yud, which comes from the word Adoin, master, like Adoin Oilam. So, and that kinui, Hashem has different kinuyim, in other words, different names, so to speak. It represents the mid of Racham. Because what's the connection to Adna? Because since he's the master of everything, thus, so to speak, he has to behave with everybody in the attribute of compassion. He is the Adin Al-Kail, he is the master of everything, so it behooves him to have empathy and have compassion for everything. That's connection between Adna and Rachman. But that's all Hashem HaToyah. So, Hashem That Hashem, whom we're calling Hashem because of a certain attribute, it's not one of the Gimel Midas. We're calling Hashem because he's an Adin Al-Kail, just like you call him Melech or whatever other name you do. So this Hashem, Hashem, says that Hashem, he says the Yedgimel Midas, and those are, begin with Hashem. That's the second shitta of Rabbeinu Nisim Goya that the Haggah agrees with. And then you have Kael. <coughs> then you have the Midah of Kael, which according to Rabbeinu Tam is the third Midah, and according to Rabbeinu Nisim Goya is the second Midah. Hashem, Kael. Kael, who Midas Chayzek. The word Kael means strength, power, it's a midah of chayzik. You have in uh, Tanakh, es Eile Ha'aretz Lokach, the powerful ones of the earth. So Eil means strength, potency. Kibiyad Chazoku Mechin Mazal Lechalabrius. Taisu says, with a powerful arm, so to speak. He prepares food for all of the creatures. Kedixiv, the Pasuk says in Tehillim Kovdalot, which we say in Barchinavshi, the capital of Barchinavshi, Hakfidim Shayegim Latarev, the young lions are roaring for prey. Olevakesh. They search, they ask from kale their food. In other words, Shem Kale is very much connected with the ability to provide nourishment and sustenance for all the creatures. To be able literally to plan and designate that every single insect, every single animal, every single creature should be able to have food. For this you need a, a plan. And for this you need a lot of choizek. So that's what Taisva says, it's connected to Mechin Mazal Lechalabrius. Then you have the fourth one. So we're done with three. Now you have Dalit. I mean Racham. Now you have the next one is Racham. So you have, depends. Okay? According to Rabbi Natam, it's going to be number four. Hashem, Hashem, Kel Racham. According to Rabbi Nisim, it's going to be number three. So he says, the next one, Racham, Gam Humidus Racham. This is also Racham. So now you're going to ask, you just told me they can have Hashem, Hashem twice. Because it's twice Rachamim, here Vaiti Rachamim, he says, but Veloike Midas Hashem, Kerachamim Chalukim. It's not the same Midah like the Midah of Hashem, because it's different types of Rachmanas. Harachamim Chalukim, the Rachamim are divided. Kedamrin and Hacha, like we say here in the Gemara, 
Kaidim Tshuva and Achat Tshuva. The Gemara said, On Hashem, Hashem, one is before Tshuva, one is after Tshuva. There's the Rachamim that is there before repentance. And the Rachamim after repentance, which you have to understand what those two Rachamims are. But Pashtas, Alpi Pshad, the Rosh says, What do you need Rachamim before repentance? Because he knows you're going to sin. The Aruch Lenei says, What do you need Rachamim? That you shouldn't sin. The Gemara says in Kedush El Malay, you need a special help. You shouldn't sin because it's so easy to fall. It's so easy to fall prey that that's also a special given to Sarachim. And then there's the Pshat. I said, You need a special Rachim before you sin because you might think you're perfect. You know, holier than thou. I'm holier than thou. That's a, you need a special Rachim. Mainly you sin, you realize you're vulnerable, you're a human being, you have humility. Some people, without sinning, that's their biggest danger. That's their greatest danger, that they don't sin. In other words, they feel perfect. So, I'll call upon him. Toysavah says, there's different types of rachamim. Koydum sheyechta, achir sheyechta, achir tshuva. Vaita, you have chanun. Chanun, we literally translate as gracious, from the word chay. So he says, gamume yinyin achir. This also represents something else. It's not like rachamim. That's why it's a numidah. Kimidas rachamim yishiloi be'esara. Rachamim represents not necessarily in a time of distress. Before there's a tzada, he has rachamim, it shouldn't come. Chanun is to be together with somebody when he or she is going through a difficult time. To be able to help them in a time of tchak, the one who's crying, to be able to be there with them, to help them redeem themselves from the difficult moment, that's what Chanun is. Chanan is the ability to respond and be there, the chain in a time of uh, challenge. You're asking, like the shit of Rabbi Nisim Goyen, why does the Gemara say, Hashem, Hashem, Aniu Kaidum Sheyachtadam, Aniu Lacha Sheyachtadam Yasachova? I don't think it would be a, I think it would be a doichik to say that the Gemara doesn't mean what it says. Probably, according to Rabbi Nisim it's Gishmak, right? According to Rabbi Nisim Goyen, that's the Vart. You'd give Momidus Harachim and were necessary for Tshuva. They were necessary after the Chet Ha'egel. The first Hashem is. You want to finish the sentence also, or just the niggin? <laughs> the first Hashem is before Chet. Before Chet. The second Hashem is what begins after Chet. Could be that's good for his raya. That the second one is Negei after Chet. Although Toysfus himself says, according to this shitta, that with Rachem you have to say, one is Kaidim Sheyechta, one is Lacher Sheyechta. Weiter. And Toysfus says, the Chiddush here is, anyone who screams, could exceed the Pasuk says in Yeshaya, Chanun Yechon Cholokel Zakecha, Hashem will show grace to you, to the voice of your outcry. Umidizu Kibayachov. What does this midah represent? This midah represents 
the newer gemaras to have a hagah here. Umidazu kivayachel he koyach yechoylus shabal koyach yeshloi lochan alatzoyek avshloi kedin. This is that when a person cries, even if the person doesn't have a right reason to cry, but nonetheless the fact that the person is experiencing pain, Hashem responds to the pain. Even though you could say there's no reason to cry, the very fact that the person is crying is is meaningful to Hashem. The Pasuk says that um, what happens? Somebody lends money to a poor man and he takes collateral. The poor man needs the collateral. He takes, let's say, a blanket. So he says at night you have to give him back his blanket. And if he gives you something for the day, in the morning you have to give it back to him. Because he's going to scream to me, if he screams to me, I will listen because I'm a chan and I'm gracious. Even though you didn't steal his collateral, his mashkin, it was legally. You lent the money. You want collateral? It was bedin. It was halachically proper. You lent him your money. You lent on him your money. He has your money. You want to? You want to get your money back? If he doesn't pay you back the money, you want collateral. Nonetheless, you should return it to him. If he needs it for the night or he needs it for the day. Because if he screams, The midah is, the yidgil midah sarachimim is, I respond, I listen. Why? I cannot see a person's pain. I can't ignore a person's pain. Ah, you say, what, what should I do? When you came to money, this this kashri, and now suddenly you have a mashkin. What are you screaming? He says, "Fine, you have all these cheshboynes." But the bottom line is, when somebody is in pain, I cannot ignore it. Any yachalus literally doesn't mean I can't see it. I can't just see it and ignore it. I just detach from it, make believe it doesn't happen. That's what chanan is. The gam. Another meaning in Chanun besides this, that he responds to a person in a time of Tzadah, which is a similar concept, giving a free gift, a gift that's undeserved. The Gemara says on the Pasuk, even though he's not worthy. Next, now, here we have in this shit a uh, different Reb Nisim Gaon. Reb Nisim Gaon took Neutzer Chesed La Lofem and divided it. This shit is going to divide Erech Apayim. Erech and Apayim become divided. Remember, this shit doesn't have Hashem Hashem. So you only start with the second Hashem. So you still need your 13. So he takes Erech and he takes Apayim and he puts it into two. That's what he says. So it's not, so that's why it's a third shit. Erech Apayim L'Tzadikim V'Lirishayim V'Heng Shtey Midas L'Fishen Mishnein Yoni B'Nei Adam there's the Erech HaPayim. Erech HaPayim literally means uh, you uh, prolong your wrath. It's patience. It's tolerance. It's understanding that people and things don't change within five minutes. So he says there's an Erech HaPayim for Tzaddikim. But there's a special Erech HaPayim for Rishayim. You need a different Erech HaPayim, you know. There's two different types of children that need patience. One person needs one type of patience and another person it's a whole different... Uh, you have to really see... Long term and not try to win the battle but win the war. So he made the Baruch So people have a chance to return. Over your Shalmi Metargumin and your Shalmi translates the word Erechapayim, Merchak Roiges. What does it mean? 
he distances his rugas, his rugs, his anger. He distances. You'll have time to be angry. Huh? He shelves it. He shelves it. He delays. He removes from himself the legions of uh, of of rugas. In 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 somebody's going shomarchik menu rigzaynoi. What does legionis mean? Legionis means legions, troops. You have to say he removes from himself troops of those angels that are busy being mekatrik. So another hagaz shomarchik menu rigzaynoi. His his brayges. Kedixiv the pasuk says in Yirmi a pasach Hashem a saitzaroi by yoytzes kli zamoi boyim meeretz merchak. In Yirmiya, says, Hashem opened the treasure and he took out the instruments of his wrath, which came from a far land. In other words, they were distant. Then you have Rav Chesed and Emes in Shtayim. Rav Chesed and Emes are also two. Like the Gemara said earlier, the Gemara said, which one is it? Is he, is he one of obsessive, obsessive Chesed or Emes? And the Gemara says, First he starts with the Midah of Emes. When he sees the world is not enduring, he goes to Chesed. Neutzer Chesed is Achas. Neutzer Chesed and Lalofim is one. Neutzer Avon Vafesha Vachatahim Shalosh. He carries Avon, Fesha Chatah, three, because it's three types of things. Remember, Avon are sins you do willingly. Shoyim are not only sins you do willingly, you do it Lahachis. You do it to provoke, to anger. There's a difference between doing something amazing because I want to do it, and I'm doing it just. Aftzalachis to get you angry. That's a whole different category. And chata means mistake. <coughs> People make mistakes. So it's nasi of a vegetable chata. And then venake, and he cleans, he cleans, he purifies l'shavim for those who do tshuva. Kach pirish haravzal. This is how the rav explained it. Doesn't say who the rav here is. At kamashin hagah. This is the footnote of Taisus. So therefore, at the moment, we have here three shittas: shitta of Rabbeinu Tam, shitta of Rabbeinu Nissan Goyin, and the shitta of the hagah and Taisus. What are the difference between the three? According to Rabbi Tam, it's Hashem, Hashem, Kel, Rachum, Vechana. Erech Apayim is number six. Rav Chesed is number seven. Emes is eight, right? Noitzeh Chesed La'alofim is nine. Noitzeh Ovoi, Vafesha, Vechata was ten, eleven, twelve. And Venake is number thirteen. Rabbi Nisim going takes over the first Hashem. So now you're left with, you need an extra one. He splits up Noitzeh Chesed La'alofim. The Hagah and Toysvus also takes off Hashem, yeah, but he okay. keeps Noitz and Chesed and Allah from together. Erech Apayim becomes divided. So you have Erech and you have Apayim. And the last one, according to all three Shittas, is Venake. That they don't argue. And everybody agrees that the second Hashem is part of the Gilm of the Sarachimim. The question is if the first Hashem, yes, Noitz and Chesed Allah from one or two, and Erech Apayim, one or two. So we have here in Toysvus three Shittas. I want to mention that there's another shitta, and that is the shitta of the Mekobalim. This is the shitta of the Arizal, uh, and all the Kisve Harizal, the shitta Sagra, the shitta of the Vilnagon, based on the Zohar. This is all Alpi Kabbalah, and that is Hashem Hashem Anapari Yigimum with the Sarachim. Hashem Hashem the is the introduction. Ah, is the title. Yeah. Yigimum with the Sarachim start off with okay. Kel Racham Vachanun, and he divides Erech Apayim into two, and Noitzel Chesed Lalafim into two. So you took out Hashem Hashem, you start, so you start, Kel, Rachum, Vechanon, Erech, Apayim. So Kel, Rachum, Vechanon is one, two, three. Erech is four. Apayim is five. Yeah. Noitzer Chesed is six. 
Lalofim is seven. And then you have Noisei. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Again. Kale is one. Uh, Rachum is two. Chanun is three. Erech is four. Apayim is five. Uh, Rav Chesed is six. Emes is seven. Noitzei Chesed is eight. Lalofim is nine. Then you have Noisei Avoin, Vafesha, Vichata. So you have another three is twelve. And again, Vinake, you have your thirteen. So you didn't do Hashem Hashem, you started with Kerachim Hacham. As the Maharal writes, and the Tura Yevon brings it here in the Gemara, the Shagasariye, there's a very strong proof to this Shitta of the Arizal from the Gemara. Because the Gemara says, if you take a look in the Gemara, after the Gemara says Hashem Hashem, the Gemara says, Kel Rachum Vachanon, Omer Rabbi Yehuda, Bris Krusel Yidgil Mildesheim Why does the Gemara put in those words? Kel Rachum Vachanon. This is a strong proof. The Gemara is basically starting to list off the 13. etc. So Rabbi Yehuda says, these Yudgimul Midas have a special covenant. If Hashem Hashem are part of the Yudgimul Midas he should have said Hashem Hashem Kel Rachem or Hashem Hashem V'goymer, or Hashem Hashem Kel V'goymer. This is, this Gersh in the Gemara seems like a strong raya that Turei Yevon brings it, the Maral brings to the Shittas HaMakobolim that... You start with Kel Rachum Bechanan. This is the Shittas, the Shittas Ha'ariza. There are another few Shittas. Let me just mention that. Shitta, the next Shitta is you have. You said that the Maral doesn't agree with the I know, the Maral has his own. The Maral has his own, yeah. But he also starts, Maral starts with Rachum. Maral starts with Rachum. The Gors is here and he's down <coughs> oh yeah, you have to say this maybe, yeah. Right, right. So let's go through all the shittas that are brought. All the shittas that are brought. We started off with shittas Rabbeinotam, and let's just mention, this is also the shittah of the Ramban, in Parshas Kisisa, and the shittah of the Ebenezerah, that Hashem, Hashem, are the first two middas of Rachim. We have the shit of Rab Nisim Gan, that you start off with the second Hashem. And this is also the shitta of, there's a shuva of the Rambam who brings this shitta as well. Shal Shuvah's Pe'ed Hadoyed of the Rambam, and the Rif, and Rabbeinu Bechaye, that you start off with the second Hashem, not with the first Hashem. Okay. Then you have, That's number two. Then you have the Hagar, we just learned was number three. We also start off with the second Hashem, but you have to split, split up Erech okay. Then you have the Shitta that we just brought from the Arizal, right? Number four, that you start from Kel Rachem V'chanun, you split up Erech and you also split up Neitzah Chesed L'Alofim, and you have Enake. So we had four Shittas, let's go through other Shittas. You have the Shitta that the Me'iri brings here in the Sugya, and it's also the view of a Rambam, the Rambam in a Tshuva that he writes. He brings also the other Shittah, but this is his view. And that is, you also start off with Hashem, the second Hashem, not the first Hashem. And you go, Hashem, Kel, Rachum, Chanun, Erech is one, <coughs> that's five. Rav Chesed, six, Emes, seven. Noitze Chesed, Lalofim is one, eight. You have Noitze Oven, Vafesha, Vechata is nine, ten, eleven. Venake is twelve. And Loyenake is thirteen. They add lo which is the end of the pasuk. V'nake lo That's number thirteen. 
So you have noise oven, vafesha, vachata, and you have a naka, and you have yelayanaka. And you start off with the second Hashem, not with the first Hashem. <coughs> the Rambam brings another opinion. And the other opinion is, you start off again with the second Hashem. Erech apayim is one. Noisei avoin vafesha vechata v'nake lo yinake is one. Poiked oven avos albonim is another one. That's number thirteen. The sefer chsidim of Rabbi Yehuda Hachasid starts off not with kale. He starts off with rachem. So he goes even later. So rachem is number one. Chanan is number two. You have erech apayim is number three. Rav Chesed four. Ms five. Noitzer Chesed alafim six. Now you have Noise Oven 7, Fesha is 8, Chata is 9, Nake is 10, and then you have Vesalachta Lavoineinu, Ulechataseinu, Unchaltanu. Vesalachta Lavoineinu is 11, Lechataseinu is number 12, and Chaltanu is number 13. This is the Sefer Chassidim. Then you have the Maharal. The Maharal also starts off with Rachum, not with Kale, but with Rachum. And he goes again, Rachum, Chanun, Erech Apayim is one, Rav Chesed is one, Emes is one, Neitzah Chesed Alofim is one, Noise Oven Vafesha Vechata, Chata is nine, Naki Loyinak is ten, and then he has Poiked Ovoin Ovois Albonim is eleven, Albnevonim Alshileshim is twelve, and Alribeim is fourteen. I mean thirteen. The Shitta of the Maharal. I see here he has another Shitta. but they all agree that there is 13 only and the barbanel the barbanel the final so here there's nine right the Barbanel has a ninth shitta. He started off with Hashem, Hashem. And everything, Erech HaPayim is one. It's a Chesed Alofim is one. Nake is eleven. Noitzeh Chesed Alofim is nine. Noitzeh Ovim Vafesha Vechata is ten. Because he has Hashem, Hashem. Nake is eleven. Lo Yenake is twelve. Poiket Ovim Ovis Albonim is thirteen. They all agree that it's 13 only. Everybody agrees it's 13. The Gemara says it's 13. Yeah. They don't argue about it, that it's 13. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, they agree about something you said. Oh. That's the Rosh's question. The Rosh's question is, if you don't hold the Kabbalah Tam, that it's Hashem Hashem, even if you agree with the second opinion in Toysteris, why do we start off Hashem Hashem? Whenever you hear Jews say, they don't start Kale. Hashem Hashem Kel Rachem Right? When we start it, we don't just say it, we don't just say it in the introductory words, you should start Kale Rachem V'chana Nerechapayim. So, Balabatish, the Balabatish, Balabatish, basically, the Tzibur is saying, you, Hashem, Hashem, we're asking you that we should experience Kel, Racham, Vachan. I mean, that's the Balabatish. Uh, Balabatish. The Rizal says that Hashem, Hashem is the source of all the Yudgim of the Sarachim. It's, so to speak, deeper. It's the introduction. It's the, it's the shoyrich of all the Yudgim of the Sarachim. In Pshat Verter, it's basically the Tzibur is saying, you, Hashem, Hashem, please show us, allow us to experience, allow us to see, to feel the Kel, Racham, Vachan, Nerechapayim, Rav Chasid
So essentially, if you want to look at what the beginning of Yidgim and the Sarachimim is, and that is four shittas. Rabbi Natam holds Hashem Hashem, Rabbi Nisim and Toysvis, the second Hashem, the Arizal based on the Zohar. The shittas has, it's basically the shittas of Kabbalah. Shittas Hazoyah, Shittas Arizal, the Mishnah Chsidim. You start with Kale, and finally you have the Sefer Chsidim and the Maharal who start off with Rachel. So it's really four shittas. The Yidgim starts Everybody off with Rachel. Right. Everybody starts off with Rachel. Now, there are two girsas in Gemara. It's just important to understand. The girsa of the Rosh, who agrees to Rabbi Natam, is that the Drosh of Rabbi Yehuda, Bris Krusi Yudgim comes right after the Drosh on Hashem Hashem. When it says Hashem Hashem, Koydim Shayechta, right after that, Rabbi Yehuda says there's a covenant that it's never going to come back empty. So therefore, you could say Gishmak, that is the beginning of Yudgim Medesarachim. You don't have to, but you could. But the Gerson Shas that we have is that before the Yehuda says Bris Krus Lidgim he first brings the words Kel Racham Vechana. So this is a very if this Gerson is absolutely authoritative, it's quite a conclusive proof that this is the beginning of the minion of Yidgim Medesarachim. This is the Raya the Maharal brings to that Shitta, and as I said, the Turayev and the Shagasari and the H the H Yosef. Okay. So, that's the Yidgim Sarachim. Now there's a separate discussion. What are these Yidgim Sarachim? Toysim starts uh, explaining, Rachim, Chanum. You have to understand what the Yidgim Sarachim are. And as we said also, Tasuk, Seder Hazet, not only a word, it's doing something because there's the Pshat of a person living the Yidgim Sarachim in his life. According to the, the other Shittas, most Shittas. The Pashtus, lo yinake, is not an Indian of Rachamim. Right? Venake means he cleanses from the word Nikoi. The Pashtus, lo yinake, poikadov and of himself. We're talking about Yudgimu for Rachamim. For this Shittas. Yeah, I'm just saying the Pashtus, why they don't count the other ones. They start by Venake. We start by Venake. No, you say that. We say Venake. No, you Right, right, because we stop by Venake. Yeah. In a they, they, they include it, you're right. They also include others. You see, by Kriya Satayra, by the Tainus, Vesalachta is Gar Chashev. Right? No, no, you're right, you're right. According to them, Loyanaka is included. Zogdi Gemara Vaiter. Omer Rabbi Yoichanan. Rabbi Yochanan had gesagt, Rabbi Yochanan said, G'doyle tshuvah shem mekarez, g'zag makarez, g'zag dine shaladam. Tshuvah is powerful, it tears up the g'zag din, the verdict on a person. In other words, nothing comes in the path of tshuvah, even though there's a verdict, and the verdict was sealed on the person's destiny, tshuvah comes and changes everything. Shenemah, the Pasuk says, Hashem sends Yeshaya Nabi to tell the Jewish people, Hashmin leva amaza, make the heart of this nation fat. The Ozn of Hachbet and his ears heavy. The Ain of Hosha and turn away his eyes. Penyira Bain of he may see with his eyes. Uba Ozn of Yishma and hear with his ears. Ulavava Yavin and perceive with his heart. Vishav and return Virafalai and he will be healed. So basically, 
I said Hashmin, make it fat. I don't mean I didn't mean make it fat. Basically, he's lamenting that their heart is fat, their ears are heavy, and their eyes are turned away, so therefore they can't see, they can't hear, they can't perceive, they can't be sensitive with their heart, and if they would, they would <coughs> repent and they would be healed. So Vishavir Rafaloy, Rabbi Yechanan says, from here you learn that what? That if there would be shav, there would be virafaloy, everything would be healed. Maybe this Pasuk is speaking about before there was a Gzardin, before there was a final edict. How does Rabbi Yechonah learn from here that Tshuva is effective even after a Gzardin? It doesn't just say do Tshuva and it will be fine. It says they will be healed from the word Refuah. What is it that needs refuah? In other words, refuah, if a person is not sick, they don't need a refuah. If a person is sick, they need a refuah. So therefore, from this pasuk, he learns that you need a refuah as a result of the tshuva. Because there is a gzardin, and therefore the tshuva eliminates the problem, eliminates the sick. There's no gzardin yet, still no choyli to be able to say you need a refuah. Mesva, the Bnei Yeshiva, asked on Rabbi we learned a b'raisa. Hashav bein tayim. If somebody does tshuva in between, in between what? Rashi says, In between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. We learned before that the, this, this writing is on Rosh Hashanah, but the sealing, the chasima, is Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur we say, Chasmeinu b'seifachayim toivim. Chasmeinu, it's the sealing. So Hashav time somebody does tshuva in between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Moichel and he's forgiven. Loi shav b'intayim, if he did not do tshuva. Afilu hevi kol eli nevoyus shabayla. Even if he brings all of the best rams in the world, Eli Nevoyus, Nevoyus was a place where the Bnei Yishmol lived, Pchor Yishmol Nevoyus, and the Eli Nevoyus were considered like the most superior, choicest rams in the world. In other words, you bring the best carbon in the world. Ein Michael and Loy, he does not get forgiven if he did not do tshuva between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, even though he brought all of these wonderful carbonas and he did tshuva with them. So what do we see from here? We see that after the time of Yom Kippur, the Gzar Din is up, there's nothing to do. So this is a clear contradiction to the Yochan. Rabbi Yochan says, no difference, you can wait till after Yom Kippur. I Yom Kippur, already there's a Gzar Din. Tshuva transcends everything. And for the Gemara like Kasha, there's no contradiction. The Bryce is talking about a Yochid who does Tshuva, and for that there's a designated time between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Don't wait till after Yom Kippur. Rabbi Yochan is talking about the Koyach HaTzibur. When a tzibur together does tshuva, that has more power than everything else. Even after Yom Kippur, even after the Gzardin, tshuva can transform everything. What's the raya? How do you explain this? Because the Bryce is talking about Lashon Yachid. The Bryce says, Hashav. Shav is one person. Over there, there's a limit. The Pasuk in Yeshaya says, Hashmein Leiv HaOmaz. That's talking about a whole nation. It's talking about the Kayach HaTzibur. The Kayach HaTzibur is Vashav Rafalai. There's the famous story and idea that's brought in Medrash, Medrash Tanchuma, Parshas Nitzavim, that there was a um, there was a uh, a father who was passing away and he brought his whole family together, and he had very very contentious children. You know, some families just they get into fights very easily. It's just very easy for brothers and sisters not to talk to each other. You know, something happens and boom, other families keep together. And the father knew the moment he dies with his Yerusha, is going to be. It's going to be Lebedic in the family. So what did he do? He brought all the children together. And he gave each of them a twig. And he asked them to break it. So they broke the twig. It took Mamash a moment. Then the father took out a whole pile of twigs. A huge, huge pile. That was bound together by a string. 
and he asked them to break it, and they couldn't. They couldn't. So he said to them, this is what life is going to look like. If you're going to be separate from each other, then you could be broken easily. But if you're going to become one bundle, then nobody will be able to penetrate you. Nobody will be able to destroy you. <coughs> because you will have everybody's energy together. You'll be united. Nobody will be able to break you. That's what the Major says. That's the Koyach As long as somebody is isolated, so then they have a certain power, a certain value. When... You have everybody together, so it's literally like a fortress. It's an impenetrable fortress that nothing could get into that. So that's why Rabbi Yechanan says, the Gemara says, that we're dealing with a tzibur that does tshuva. It's a transformative reality. So the Gemara they asked a question on Rabbi Yechanan. We learned a brace, it says about Eretz Yisrael and Parshish Ekev. Tomid ene Hashem alekecha ba, mereshish Hashan avadach Hashem's eyes are always on it from the beginning of the year till the end of the year. So the Medr says, Since it says he's on it from the beginning of the year till the end of the year. In other words, he looks what's happening from the beginning till the end. So he says, Sometimes at the end of the year it's Latoiva, and sometimes sometimes it's not for Toiva. Rashi says, Sometimes, the times, the item at the end of the year, are good. It sweetens, it removes, it makes light, the puranus, the negativity, that was decreed on Eretz Yisrael and Rosh Hashanah. The other way around. So it says, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, means it's not just there's a decree and it goes. Sometimes the end of the year, changes the beginning of the year in a good way, and sometimes in a negative way. And he explains. If the Jewish people were complete So therefore the verdict was a little rain. In the middle of the year, the Jews do tshuva. To add just new rain, you can't check fire, there was already exeter. It was already exeter how much rain? But they did true in the middle of the year. So that's what the puzzle is. The Pshad is he takes that little rain, but he makes it come down exactly in the right time, exactly when the fields need it. Both in terms of time and also in terms of space on the exact land that needs it. You have forests or deserts, they're not, they're not, the rain is not vital. So he makes sure the rain comes exactly the right time when it's necessary. There's no abundance, there's no surplus, because there was already exeda. But he makes sure that it's targeted for exactly the needs of the, of the people, both in terms of the time and in terms of which lands and earth gets saturated with it. It's all according to the land. That's Itim Latoiva, where Acheris Hashana alters things. The verdict was there should be a lot of rain. And later, in the middle of the year, they change. They deteriorate spiritually. You can change the decree. A lot of rain. So what does he do? The rain comes down not in the proper time. In other words, before the planting, when it's not when it's not uh, necessary, when it's not helpful, and it comes down on the land that doesn't need it. You have deserts, you have forests; they don't need the rain. What do we see from here? 
we see from here, according to Rabbi Yochanan, a gzar din of a tzibur can get destroyed through tshuva. Here we see, no, you have to remain limited according to the gzar, you just have to manipulate it. So what does this mean? Letaiva, so I don't understand. Lira, I understand. That even if the Jews change, he doesn't want to change the original gzar din. Hashem wants to be good, so he doesn't, but letaiva, but if they change for the positive, miya likre l'gzar Tear up the old verdict of Yom Kippur, of Reish Hashanah, and add rain. Why? You just told me that the Tzibur, when they do Tshuva, can transform even a Gzardin. This Bryce says, no, the Achri Hashanah always depends on Reish Hashanah. And for the Gemara, Shiny Hasim, the Efsha Bahachi over there is different. Because it's possible to get done, the, to get it done without changing it. He could just send down the rain, the little rain, in the right time and in the right places. So there's no need to change the Gzardin. The Gzardin itself could work out. But this doesn't mean that if there's a Gzardin that can't work out, Shubha doesn't change. Tashma, come in here, another question on Rabbi Yechina. The Braisa discusses the Psukim and Tehillim, Kapitel Kov Zayin. Some say it Erev Shabbos before Mincha. We, we, we go through the different journeys of people that are dangerous, basically, the four situations when you're in danger and you emerge and you have to be thankful. One of them is Rosh Hashanah's Chayim. Yachoyla, Yam, Yisurim, and Midbar. V'chol ha-chayim, Yoyduch it's brought. Chayim is Chayla, illness. Yam, you go through the oceans, the seas. Yisurim, prison. And Midbar, somebody goes through the Midbar, the wilderness. The Pasuk says, Yerde Hayam Baniyas Oisim Alach Abamayim Rabim Heimero Maisya Shemenif Loisa Bimitsula Ayoimer Vayamid Ruach Saravatremim Galov Yachoygu Vianu Kashik of Cholchok Mosem Tisbala Vayitza Kola Shem Batsalam Mutsikasem Yetziem Yoidula Shem Chazdoi Vinif Loisa Vlivnayot. Basically, he's describing those who go down to the sea in ships, Baniyas in ships. They do work in the multitudes of waters. They see God's uh, hand and his wonders, Bamatsul in the depth of the sea. He puts up a ruach sa'ara, tsunami, a storm, and all the galim, all the waves come up. It says, they come up to heaven, they go down to the abyss. Looks like the waves are drunk. They shake and they move and they break and they crash like a shikr, like an intoxicated person. There's no balance, swaying back and forth, up and down like a shikr. He can't walk straight. He falls, he goes up and down. That's what it looks like. And v'chol chachmasim tizbala, all the wisdom of the captains who know how to navigate the waters, it gets swallowed up, it's gone. There's no chachma. What are you going to do? Uh, what are you going to do when, uh, when, when this happens? V'yitzako al Hashem and they cry out in their distress. And when he saves them, Yoidu Hashem Chazav and Flois of the So the Mebraisa says, Asa Lehen Simonios. If you look in the original Tehillim, many of them still have it, the Tanakh, David made a simon between one Pasuk and another Pasuk of these Pesukim about going through the sea. Why did he make these Simonios? Rashi says, Simonios being Pasuk, La Pasuk, Yesh Simonim Hafuchin Kazet. He made an upside down nun. Rashi makes a picture, you see of a nun that looks a little bit, I guess in English it would be, a little bit like a C. Basically a nun, but an, a... Uh, inverted. Inverted, not upside. An, an inverted nun. You see Rashi makes a picture, you have the picture? Mm-hmm. A nun afucha, it's called a nun afucha. In other words, what's the point? Why does David put this between these psukim? The answer is... Ka'achin v'rakin He wants us to learn these psukim, like achin and rakin that says in Torah. Whenever it says in Torah, ach and rak. It says the word ach, or the word rak. 
For example, Hasman Gram, it says in Parshas Boy, Ach Bayoyma Rishon Tashbisu Sarma Batechem. Only on the first day. So we have a klal, it's always there to be memayit, to diminish something, to make it smaller. For example, you don't eliminate the chametz on the whole day of the first day, Erev Pesach. Ach Bayoyma In middle of the day. Ach Chilek, right? You don't have to do beer chametz Erev Pesach in the morning or the night. Erev Pesach, midday, that's when you have to tashbisu. There's no chiyuv to eliminate the chametz minatayra until you don't hit chatzai sayon. The end of six hours. If the day begins at six, 11.59, you're still allowed to have chametz. 12 o'clock p.m., that's when the mitzvah of Ashbos' chametz begins. All achim and rakim are here to diminish. So loy ma'loch, David HaMelech is trying to tell you, tsa'aku koidem gzardin nenin, tsa'aku l'achim gzardin einenin. He's trying to diminish. It says, The nun that he puts in, the nun afuch between psukim, diminishes it. In other words, it qualifies it. It minimizes it. There's a condition. If they screamed out before Gzardin, then there'll be, there'll be a response. If not, not. Rashi says, the last Rashi, When it says, when it says Achen Rakin Chumash, it comes to teach you that you have to qualify the commandment. Ka'achin Virakin Shein Muwatin. Here, the Simoniyas that David Amalek inserted into these Psukim again is qualifying. What is it qualifying? Loimar to teach you. Loy Bechol Not always when they scream will he take them out of their distress. Elohim Kainsaku Goitam Gzardin. Only if they did it before the verdict. This is a great refutation on Rabbi Yochana. Who's in the boat? Not one person. Many people. It's a tzibur. And they're doing tshuva. They're crying out. Nonetheless, you say, it has to be before gzardin. And for the Gemara, these people going on a boat are still considered yechidim. They're considered individuals. The Gemara doesn't explain. What does it mean? The pshat is, the Shem Shmuel brings us in the name of his father, Davide Nezer. There's a difference between many people in one place and a tzibur. For example, you go on an airplane. The, the flight is for uh, 17 hours, right? You have somebody sitting near you. So unless you're mamish, mamish, antisocial and you hate people and you're a real hermit, the derech oilam is you say, hi, how are you? Where are you coming from? Where are you going? And sometimes you have many hours to speak. You get to know that person better than you know your wife. Sometimes you speak to that person more than you speak to your husband. You get to know what he's doing and what he does for business and with his family and where he was here and where he was before. And, and that, but then what happens? You leave the plane and you say goodbye and you never think about him, you never see him. So this is a unity that's created that it's not organic. It's not an essential unity. It's not that I really care about you and you care about me. Circumstances hack us together in one place. You're on an elevator with somebody and it gets stuck. So you... So, so you bond, right? You're on a Ferris wheel and it gets stuck, you bond with somebody. You're on a boat and if the boat is having turmoil or if the plane is having turmoil, there's a camaraderie. But it's really ki dummy. Everyone is worried about themselves. I'm in my world, you're in your world. It happens to be we end up in the same mess together. So naturally we look to each other. But essentially the Gemara says just because they're in a sfin, it's still ki dummy. The concept of a tzibur doing tshuva is that people think about each other. They're caring about each other. They're experiencing each other. That's a difference. It's not that there's many people in one place. It's that the many people, they cease to be a rabbim and they become like a yachid. The many become together a yachid. Zog de Gemara, Toshma, come in here. Yoyde, Shashalo, 
Shala, fascinating. Shala, Bluria, Hagiyodis, Hashem Gamliel. Interesting name. Bluria, the convert, asked a question by Rebon Gamliel. Bluria, the Gemara says, was in Yevamas, was a Malka, she was actually a queen, and she converted to Judaism together with all of her servants. So she asked Rebon Gamliel, probably this question was before she converted, because you'll see the expression. Ksiv b'tayraschem. It says in your Torah, if she would have converted, she should have said, Ksiv b'tayra seinu. So the Ben Yehoyada writes here, the Ben Ishchai, says it had to be before she converted. But she was called Bluria Hagiyoris. Bluria the convert. It says in your Torah, Parshas Ekev, about Hashem, Asher lo yisaponim v'loyikach shaychat. Lo yisaponim means he does not show favor. Yisaponim means he doesn't have an asiyah, doesn't show favor to anybody. You can't bribe him. Uksiv, it says in Parshas Nosan, in Birchas Koyanim, Yisa Hashem, Panavelech, he's going to show you favor. Yisa Hashem. No, what are you, how do you explain this contradiction? Nitpala Reb Yoisi HaKoyen. So who Nitpala is an interesting expression. How does he translate Nitpala, Rabbi Litzman? Engaged her. Reb Yoisi HaKoyen engaged her. Which you have to understand, she asks a question from Ram Gamliel, Reb Yoisi HaKoyen Mishtzacharayin, it could be he was a koyin. He was a koyin. He used to say this every day. So he said, I'm the expert. It could be. Rabbi Yossi HaKoyin Nitpala. Rabbi Gamliel wasn't a koyin. Rabbi Gamliel was from Beis David. He was a Yisrael. Rabbi Yossi HaKoyin says, Omaloi says, Em shalicha marshal. I'll give you a marshal. Lama hadava doyma. What is this similar to? Now listen to a marshal. Adam shanoisha b'chavere mana. A man is demanding from his friend a mana. A man is a hundred zuz, let's call it in our currency, somebody is demanding from his friend a hundred dollars. The borrower made a time in front of the king. He established a time in front of the king that till this point, he's going to pay up the loan, the debt. And he took an oath, he swore by the life of the king that by this day he's going to pay up the debt. He man, of course, as the minig of good Jews, the time came. He never paid. No. So it's not only that he didn't pay the debt. He swore in front of the king, by the life of the king, made a commitment in front of the king with an oath by the life of the king that he's going to pay up. So he came to appease the king. The king told him, My shame is forgiven. No issues, no grudges here. Forgiven the fact that you did it in front of me and you lied and you betrayed me, I'm fine. But I'm asking you, Lechu Pius is I cannot forgive you for what you did to your friend. He was relying on this money, you never paid him back. That you have to go appease him. Don't think because the king forgives you, he also forgives you. Lepoyal, you didn't give him the money that you owe him. I can't do anything for you. You have to go to your friend. Hachanami here too. Rabbi Yosia Koying says, God will show you favors when you sin between man and God. So you come to Hashem and you say, I'm sorry. He says, I forgive you. When it says, It's talking about sins between one man and another man. So you come to Hashem and you say, forgive me. He says, I forgive you. But this I can't forgive you. This, it's not me. It's not the hurt that you caused me. It's the hurt that you caused your friend. That's so you say, but I'm such a good guy. Lo yis upon him. Yis Hashem panavei lecha. Ben adam lamakim. Lo yis upon him. Ben adam lechavei. That's the pshat that Rabbi Yosi Akoyin tells Bluria Hagi Yoris that kevayachol. 
when it comes by Adam Lachaveda, it's not that Hashem doesn't want to forgive. He wants to forgive, but so to speak, he can't forgive. The element of Ben Adam Lamakayim that he could forgive. The hurt to him. The hurt to the other person, he says, this is this is beyond me. This you have to go to that person. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.